This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, Link, how you doing? Good, good. You ready? Well, listen... I'm I'm ready. Listen, do you know that this is our 50th episode really? of Dispatches from Myrtle Beach? The big and I thought instead, Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe to commemorate this 50th episode, we'll let Logan cue the music and me and you'll stand up and dance for 50 seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like this. I think I got 50 seconds in me. All right, let's All do right. it. <laughs> Extended version. I'm trying to do your dance. <laughs> Halfway. Oh, this is only halfway? Yeah. Oh, gosh, Dad, are you going to be able to make it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I dance all the time. Like this? <laughs> I dance like this. Oh, I just I tried to do a spin move, and I, <laughs> okay. I lost my... Is it, is it over? You spun me around, Dad. <coughs> and well... And why am I winded? Get... <laughs> why am I the one... Who needs to catch his breath? What's up with that? I don't know. You need to come down here to the beach and go dance with me and Nancy more often. But for real, <clears throat> hey. <coughs> so this is dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and my son Link, and all for all you Myrtle Beast. Y'all keep watching because we're gonna try to get fifty more in in the next year or two. <laughs> so.
Okay, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't happen in two years to get 50, we've really slowed our roll. Well, that, well I we'll guess you're right. Huh? If we're doing it, well, here I He's am. doing it twice. I'm not good at math, I guess. If we do it every other week, it's 52 weeks in a year. That's 25, so that's about two years, ain't it? You, yeah. Yeah, you. Know, you I'm sorry I, I didn't I trust add, you with the math. I can add. I, yeah. But I didn't get no engineering degree, so I can't help you. <laughs> well, I, I'm, well, I'm apparently not using mine. How you doing, though? Good to see you. I'm doing good. Yes. Yeah, it's got cold here. Oh, but, uh, well, what do, what do you mean by cold in North Myrtle Beach? It was uh, about 35 degrees here this morning when we got up. So for November, that's pretty unusual. Well, I right? mean, last week it was in the 80s, and yesterday it was in the 70s, and today it, the high was 52 and the wind blowing about 35 mile an hour. So it was cold today. <laughs> this is not why you moved to Myrtle Beach. Are you upset? Well, no, because the weather said we have about three days of it, and next week it'd be back about 80. Mm. <laughs> so you just learn to learn to live with it and roll with it. That's now, all. You, gotta... you, you have changing of leaves down there, right? Oh, yeah. We don't have any of that yeah. out here. You know, That's the thing that... The Southern Californians complain about, oh, you know, I miss the seasons. Oh, I miss the seasons. Oh, it's, uh, the leaves changing. I wish, oh, I just wish I could see leaves changing. <laughs> What's the big deal about leaves changing? I mean, it's beautiful and all, but like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 Dad, you know I like it out here. <laughs> I, I'm willing well, to give yeah. up a little I, leaves changing. For, yeah, if if it's that bad for them, they just need to move. I know, exactly. <laughs> I can visit leaves changing if I really yeah. get the hankering. Oh, yeah. You, hey, of course, going and seeing it in person ain't the same as watching it on TV or seeing them, you know, in a picture. But, yeah, I mean, if, they, if they're crying that much about it, they, they need to uh, – Refigure out if they really like living where they live at and they need to move somewhere else because uh, I don't want to live in the mountains. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't living up there. I don't like cold weather that much. Me neither. So uh, uh, just the hell with that. <laughs> it's nice to shake it up a little bit for a visit. Yeah, it's a, it's a place to visit and for me to come back to the beach. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I, I will see that you got a new look. I got to say that. The, the mullet is gone. Yes. Yep. It is a thing of the past. And uh, last time I thought it was gone, you were just messing with me. But give me, give me, a, give me a profile yeah, yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, is, you got, got some neck some, coverage. Uh, but I got, me, got me some curls and stuff. Nancy yeah, it looks good. Before I left it long. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I've, I'm backing off of it slowly as well. You know, it had yeah. its moment. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we'll never forget it. Yeah. We'll but you can't it. never tell, you know. I might start growing it long again, but not just for a mullet, just to have it long. I don't know. You can't ever tell. But we'll I know. See. Sometimes you like to have all your hair long. Well, I got, I got, I got a little story to tell you before we get into something else here. But I went to the, I went to the bank last week. Yeah. I was going to get a check cast, and walked into the bank, and there was this young guy. There's a teller. 
And he said, can I help you? And I said, yes. And I handed him the check, and he said, can, and I told I got an account here. He said, well, I just need to see your ID. And so I pulled my driving license out and mm-hmm. showed him my ID and Charles Lincoln Neal Jr. on it. And he kind of looked at me, and I said, hold on. I just want to make sure that you understand and know who I am. And I pulled my phone out. <laughs> And popped up the podcast from dispatches from Myrtle oh. Beach and me and you sitting on it. And the boy fell out. He fell out of his stool? Fell. He wasn't in it. He was standing up and fell out. And like the, I thought he was going to pass out and fell back in his stool. <laughs> now, he didn't, he, he put us together, but he, he said, oh, my God, I've been watching Rhett and Link for and he, but about 23, but ever how many years, job? I think he'd been watching. Right. And then he said. His whole life. Oh, probably. yeah. Then he said, and y'all got that thing you just showed me, Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. I've watched that some, too. He said, he told all the, and all the other peop, people that were tellers in there were women. Okay. And he said, well, we got a famous person in the house today, and they said, we know who he is, we know who he is, we know he's famous, we don't bother him and make <laughs> fools out of yeah, ourselves Yeah, be cool, like man, be do. cool. Get his money. <laughs> Actually, you were trying yeah. to get your money. Did you get a yeah. little extra? You know, what did you get no, out of this deal? No, I was afraid to, I, I, he counted it, and I said, as bumfo, I don't want you to get in no trouble. You might count that again, make sure you right. I don't want you to come up short at the end of the day, but you made him hey, count it twice because he would he, he and this boy's name is is Joseph Kelly at Anderson Brothers Bank in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So Holler out, I'm Joseph. Giving, I'm giving the holler out to Joseph. Thanks today. for being and, uh, a mythical beast and a myrtle beast. Yep. And for giving dad his money. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't stand in between him and his money. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We made our own cereal. Well, Rhett and Link did. They wanted to create an anytime cereal that brought people back to the cereal heyday of their childhoods. It's now available available in two flavors, sweet mac and mellow and peanut butter and honey sandwich. Rhett and Link personally taste tested and developed these from the ground up with help from the entire Myrtle, hmm, Myrtle Mythical and Mythical Kitchen teams. Order now at eatmishmash.com. Well, on another note, I was going Asked you, uh, Chris's dad, Bobby, how's he doing? Oh, um, he's doing good. Uh, his arm is, you know, I should tell, I'm going to tell the whole story because this is yeah. quite a story, but just to skip to the end, he's, you know, he's been, you, you know, he's been at home, he's been recovering. Um, his arm, you know, there's, there's, he's still fighting like some, less intense versions of infection that are much more localized. But, um, so the, so the story, you know, was, is that I'll tell is a really harrowing story, but at the end he's, he's doing good to answer your question to start things off. But, um, yeah, cause I, I mean, I haven't told you from our perspective, everything that happened. I know we talked to some about it and you've been talking to Christy about it, yeah. but, uh, for the benefit of, uh, the Myrtle Beast listening to, I'll just kind of fill in the gaps. So I got home from work. It was a Thursday. And, you know, I got home at like 6.30 and Christy and Lando are around and we're about to eat dinner. And like Christy just mentioned offhand, she was like, my dad, um, he's he's had an injury. He, 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 he cut his arm and he's he's gone in to get it looked at. He's gone to the emergency room. I was like, okay. And it, you know, it didn't sound like that big of a deal um, at that point. And, you know, Christy wasn't getting a lot of updates from her mom, like for the next few hours. It was just like, okay, they're, they're checking him out. And then, you know, we, we turn in about, I probably went to bed at like nine 30, you know, I like to turn in early. And um, we didn't talk about it anymore. And then at, let's see, it was two, it was between two and 3 a.m., I think. Christy woke me up. 
And, Y'all's time. Yeah, my our time. And um, she, she was like, Dad's, Dad's not doing good. Uh, you know, I was kind of in a haze, you know, trying to wake up. And she was like, he's not doing good. Um, he's he's in the ICU, and uh, he has an infection. And then she's, I believe at that point she said she used the word sepsis, uh, but she definitely, if not then, that came a little bit later. But she, she definitely used the, the words ICU, and that like woke me up instantly. And I was like, okay. And I'm pretty sure that the word sepsis was thrown around. I barely know what sepsis is, but it's like, it's when the infection that you have from some sort of injury gets in your bloodstream, right? So then it's yeah. like, um, and that's really bad news. And knowing that you're in the intensive care u- unit, it's like, oh my God, this is not good at all. And then, so immediately we're like, what do we do? It's always so difficult to figure out, you know, when you're on the other side of the country, you're trying to figure out like, okay, are we, Are I mean, just keep us updated. Are we, you know, do we need to be ready to come home? What? And then I just, I just kind of had this, I don't know if we'd call it a moment of clarity, but I just kind of felt like I, I was like, you know what? This is, this is very scary. Um, when you're talking about ICU, when you're talking about sepsis, this is this is these are these are trigger words for like a de- a deadly situation. And I was like, you know, there's no reason why we just shouldn't go ahead and mobilize and go back. Just waiting to see if things get worse or if things get better. There's no we we have the means and we have the ability in terms of like our company, my company, and um being able to pull strings and move stuff around. It's like, I don't need to ask anybody's permission here, you know? And so it was just like, okay, this can actually be a pretty simple decision. We just need to get on the next plane home so that we can be there and you can be there for your dad, no matter what happens. And, um, and and her mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we made that decision uh, by by four o'clock, by by four thirty or five, we were leaving the house and driving to the airport to get on a plane to come home. And uh, it was it was really scary because at that point, you know, I was like, Christy, pack your things, um, well, you know, and you need me, to be, me, you, yeah, go ahead. Let Let me ask you a question. Because I, I know somebody that's had what Bobby's had. And yep. did did the doctors or anybody tell y'all before y'all got on this plane and left that this was a 50-50 thing, that he would make it or not make well, it? Well, we didn't yet know what the chances were, and we didn't know what the infection was. The st- oh, what, okay. what had happened to him was he was fishing down um, – in the river, and he had his bait bucket, his minnow bucket, in the water so that the minnows can swim around, but they're still in like the cage that you can reach yeah. down into. And he reached down into that to pull out a minnow, and when he pulled it out, he cut his forearm on the edge of the bucket. And he cuts himself a lot. And uh, But he always, 
does a good job of cleaning and dressing his wounds, which he did for this. And then it was uh, the next day, he was like mowing the grass and he comes in from mowing the grass and he's like, uh, my arm is not doing good. I need to go by urgent care. And so he went to the nearest urgent care and they were so backed up. They were like, well, come back tonight in like four hours or come back first thing in the morning and you can be seen. And as he was talking to the person at the desk about this, the doctor happened to come out and overhear that he was talking about how he cut his arm in the, in the river. And the doctor said, I'll see him now. And he took him back then instead of waiting four hours or the next day. And in retrospect, that Mm. That little happening, that happenstance moment of getting him seen versus waiting, probably saved. What, probably saved him because of the like how quickly this infection was was moving. And he took a look at his arm and he said, "You need to go to the emergency room right now." And then, you know, that was when we started to understand something something was going on, and he he was being seen. But it was then like through the night that. Things got worse, and he got admitted into the hospital, and they were trying to figure out, okay, mm. what is this infection that is, you know, ballooning your forearm and um, potentially moving up your arm? And um, so, yeah, it was it was really serious, and so we're packing our our clothes, and I'm like, all right, Christy, you need to pack for, you know, I would just take take everything to be there for a while and then it was there was this one moment where it's like you know what i think you probably need to bring a dress for like a funeral it's you know it's yeah. it's one of those tough conversations where it's like very sobering moment it's like all right we have to be ready for the worst because it's definitely on the table you know in those situations Sometimes you don't want to say, okay, this could, this could, this could be it for your dad, you know? And it was very emotional. But we had to make an informed decision. And I think that, um, so yeah, we found ourselves like packing for the worst case scenario for, oh yeah, uh, for a funeral. And then, you know, just making plans for Lando and everything, you know, and uh, it, everything worked out where, Lily hadn't started classes, so she was a. We were flying out, and then Lily was flying home so that she could stay home, and so that Lando could stay home and continue to go to school and everything. So we everything was being worked out as we were like getting on the plane and getting there, and then uh, by the time we got there, uh, late that afternoon, like eight o'clock that night, you know, we go to the ICU room and. Uh, uh, you know, he was he was he was awake and alert and communicative at the time. And so that was really encouraging. But his arm was scary, you know, it was like it was it was swollen up like twice twice the size, if not more, than his other arm. And um they had take, taken Sharpie and they were marking on his arm the progression of the swelling and the infection. You know, mm-hmm. presumably to decide if they if they were going to have to amputate the arm. You know, 
or that if it was going to progress in such a way that it was going to it was going to kill him and um mm. you know they were pumping him full of antibiotics and uh sending off samples in order to know what they were working with they didn't find out until it might have been it might have been another 48 hours uh it's not that fresh in my mind exactly the the timeline of it but they eventually found out that it was vibrio which yes has a 50 percent survival rate so um all of our instincts and all of their actions were correct to like to to accommodate for that scenario and um yeah at certain times of year the like the river water has it in it and you got to be really careful about that and they at this you know down in new Bern, uh in the ICU, they were talking about, well, they, you know, we see a few cases of this around this time every year, and it's just, you know, and it, it can go, it can go really south. And, um, but from the moment we got there through the next few days, every, he was, we only saw positive improvement, you know? So it, it wasn't a lot of ups and downs for him. It was actually, you know, very fortunate um, that, you know, the antibiotics worked and that everything headed in the right direction pretty much all along the way. But it, it was, it was definitely scary. And, um, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, um, I think he ended up being in the hospital for, uh, not quite two weeks. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm kind of fuzzy on the on the timeline because I once he was stabilized, I flew back home and Christy stayed there. Um, then there was this whole other thing because then Christy yeah. Christy got <laughs> tested positive for COVID, and th- so then it yep. was like, well, you, you can't see your dad, and yep. uh, I never got it. I never tested positive. I had flown back home and then isolated myself thinking, knowing that I was exposed, but I never got it. Um, But yeah, so then it was like, she was there, but she couldn't see her dad. And then her mom had to stay away. And like her sister and our, you know, her husband were able to step up and, and, and help. And, um, you know, uh, we may, everybody made it work, but it like, I was like, man, this is getting, we thought this is getting better, but then it got scarier and it was even more complicated and it was a lot. It was a lot. But um yeah. Mr. Bobby pulled through like a champ. And yes, uh yeah. yeah, it was it's kinda like a a new lease on life uh experience for him, you know, because it was definitely a brush with death. Oh yeah. And it's just kind of wild to think that it's, it can just happen from a simple cut. Little cut. Yeah. And the bacteria in the water. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, I I was glad that we made the right decision to say, you know what? We're going to go. We're going to be there. It Yet, it's a five-hour flight. It takes a lot of rigmarole to figure things out, but this is... This is this is the right thing to do, and this is what we want to do. And it, you know, I I think it's, it's one of the challenges of living out here is feeling like you you know you're separated and you can't be there when people when people that you love need you. And um, 
So I was glad that we were able to get back as quickly as we could. And it felt like a drill that, you know, it's, uh, honestly, it's just, I think it's, it's something that we have to be ready for, right? It's like, I mean, from your perspective, I think about like, you've never had, as far as I can remember, you've never had a scare like that, you know? Am I, no. am I forgetting? I wouldn't be forgetting anything, right? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. I mean, I know that when you, when you had your, got your leukemia diagnosis, that was, I mean, that hit us like a ton of bricks and it sounds, it sounded really scary, but the, like you were never, you know, it was a, it was a totally different process and yeah, that assessment. Yeah, a whole different, a yeah. whole, whole different, whole different thing. Yeah. I mean, the doctors told me they could get me well and if I was going to get something, that was the best one to get. So. Right. <laughs> but it did get me thinking about, you know, I, I know there were, there were talks with Christy's family and it's like, when something like this happens, it's like you, you start to ask questions. Okay, are your are your affairs in order? You know, in terms of like your will oh, yeah. and all of that type of stuff. You know, it's like having to figure all that out. Is that is that something? I mean, do you have all that figured out? Well, you know. I didn't have all that figured out, and then when uh, Dan got killed, right, and uh, really didn't have a wheel about stuff or anything, and you know, it was all of a sudden it made me see. They said, "Boy, I need to get my ducks in a row." So me and Nancy both we got we, we got all our stuff figured out and got a wheel and where everything fixed up where the family don't have to worry about nothing. So Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. I hate to be Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's always like, well, yeah, I'll get to it, you know. But then oh, yeah, someday it's I like, mean, all right, I gotta listen, stop and man, I gotta figure this out. It don't make any difference either if you're in your 40s or right. you're in your 70s, it yeah. don't make no difference. It, your day might be today. And That's true. If if it ain't, yeah, if you ain't got that stuff figured out, it, it leaves a mess for the spouse or whoever that's left to take care of stuff. I'm yeah. telling you, it a mess. So yeah, we we um, <clears throat> if we learn one thing out of this for. Uh, for my Myrtle Beast, <coughs> I think what Link's trying to get to, if you don't have a will or whatever you do where you live, you need to get one. It don't make no difference how old you are. That's true. So Yeah, I, I, and I've got all that squared away for me too. Have you picked where mm. you want to be buried? I haven't, I, don't even, yeah, I haven't even asked you that. It's the type of thing, it's like, it's not, it's not the thing that you want to talk about, I guess, unless... You're telling a story like this on a podcast, or if it's a good question to ask, like, what are you, you know, you don't have to go through all of your end of life wishes at this point. But I was just curious, do you have a, do you have a spot you want to be buried? Yeah, I got a place. Nancy had where her first husband passed away, and she's got a spot, and then she had another spot right beside of it. So, I'm a, me and me and Chuck's gonna be right in between her when we get buried. So. She's gonna be in between the two of you. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's another spouse sandwich. 
This is like a theme yeah. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be permanently buried in a spouse sandwich. You're going to be the bread of a spouse sandwich. Yes, I am. Well, sh- okay. Is there room on the other side for anybody else? <laughs> no. no. I know Mom's yeah. got a spot next to Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I even said um, that. But yeah, it's... Um, she, it, she bought it. Nancy bought this spot for Brandy. And, her daughter, uh, and she she don't need that spot, so Nancy's gonna let me have it. So. That's the thing I haven't nailed down. I mean, there were so many, like once you go into the process of like last will and testament, and you know, it's like uh, you know, I did that through the people that I work through, and they know all the questions to ask, and you know, all the paperwork to to do. But the one thing that I I haven't done is, and I I just don't have a clue where I would be buried. Honestly, I just don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to be buried. Well, there's a lot of people now that aren't getting buried. They're they're cremated and put in a little urn. If you want the ashes spread it somewhere, part of them you can do that, and if you don't, you just set them up on the mantle. Yeah. And then it's like, well, it, it uses a lot of energy to, like, burn up a human body. So it's not the most environmentally sound thing I've heard. I, you know, I need, to, I need to think about hey, that a little bit but more. but hey, it, it's a lot cheaper than getting buried at a funeral home. Yeah. I'm, I'm also hey, not I, I'm one of those but, people that I'm not a grave visitor. At least I haven't yeah. been up until this point. Like, I'm, I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings. But like when you get buried in this spot, right? I don't know how often I'm gonna come visit that spot. Well, just think about me once in a while. I'm gonna That'll think of a... I'm gonna think about you a lot. But I I'm not you know like in the movies where they walk up you know, to the remember, grave. You know, remember a little something about it. I mean, I don't have have you been back to the spot where Papa's buried? No, see that. But I re- see, I think what... about him all the time. <clears throat> Yep, I don't need to so. go back there, but and and yeah. I'm not I'm not denigrating or diminishing anybody who that's part of you know that might be very edifying of practice for some people. I'm just saying for me personally, I just I don't have that I don't have that instinct. So I'm not gonna be yeah. I'm not gonna be putting flowers on your on your grave. I don't think that you can send somebody to do it. <laughs> I can send somebody. All right, yeah. You hey, want, is that what you're saying? What, is that what you're you know, asking that's for? What, that's what Nancy does. That's, she makes all these things for people for cemeteries, and she yeah. carries and puts them on there for them. So, but we've already figured out there ain't nobody gonna do that for us. So you, I ain't gonna put that pressure on you either. I don't care if you put flowers on my grave or don't. It don't make no difference because I ain't gonna know it. it okay, no good. Okay, good. That's a, that's the thing that people do. I think that's what that, I needed to hear. I just needed you that, to let me off the hook. Help them feel better about their family being buried there. I mean, because the people that's buried there don't know you put flowers on there to start with. Mm-hmm. So, what, what about yeah. like funeral stuff? I, I'm since we're talking about, it, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm I'm dig a little bit deeper. Have you thought any about like? What do you what you want in terms of a memorial service? Have you written any of that down? No, I hadn't done that, but I, well, I started one a little bit. But and Nancy's been to the place in Sanford, the funeral home, 
she's got hers all set up and we were up there for a funeral two weekends ago and she said we can go on back here in the back and you can pick out your casket like I did and and we can get all this stuff took care of and I said uh, not today (laughs) well you're gonna get stuck with an ugly one then if you don't watch out oh no it's I mean, she can pick out. Hey, family can pick out. You, you're not opinionated. You come in. <clears throat> no. Uh, See, I'm more interested in like a party. I mean, like well, a celebration. I mean, I'm just going. Uh, Think about that. I, I I'll have a uh, burial at the church where we go to church up there, and we have a visitation. <clears throat> See if I got any friends and anybody shows up. So uh, I won't know it, but. You know, see how, how well, you, you seen that with yeah. uh, both of your papas and uh, I know, but for and, you, I just think we might need some sort of special shagalicious party. You know, well, maybe it's an after have, hours thing. Maybe it's down yeah, there in Myrtle we, Beach. We, we, we can do that and have a little memorial thing if you want to and have it. Have it down there at Fat Harold's out there on the beach. That'd be all right with me. Yeah. Well, I want just, people that just do think, that. Just think yeah. more about it. You you think okay. more about it. This is what you want. And then yep. once you've thought okay. about it and you've laid it all out, then we're going to decide to do it before you die. That's the real key. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Fake your own death. You have okay. everybody show up, and then you're there to see it, man. Well, That's what I if you do. throw a party down here, these people are gonna show up. Whether you, if it's whether you, <laughs> you not, know them or not, or did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. So I didn't mean to make it morbid, but I mean, it, it's nothing wrong with talking about all this stuff. It's actually a really good thing, no. and it's especially when it's like, okay, you know, the good news and the celebration that Christie's dad pulled through, and that he's he's doing yep. great. And um, um, like I said, there's still, I mean, he's not. He's out of the woods, but they're still dealing with the, they're still keeping an eye on the infection because it is a long recovery. Yeah. Yeah, yes. it is a long recovery, but he's getting there. Thanks for asking. Well, hey, Link, I, I got a little note from some of your people and said, y- y'all y'all got a new release for something coming out. And, oh, okay. And I don't know what, they didn't tell me anything, but, I, you know, uh, okay, yeah. I'm kind of I forgot about this. What, what, What's going I got on? I got so fixated on death and funerals and stuff that I forgot to tell you. We have made our own cereal, Dad. It's called Mishmash. Oh my God. Isn't this crazy? Mishmash. Yeah, mythical <laughs> mishmash. And there's what did a that say sweet sweet mac and mellow. Sweet. It's um sweet it, mac see, and mellow. It's supposed to look like a box of mac and cheese, but it doesn't taste like cheese. It tastes like sweet corn yeah. cereal with marshmallows. And then okay. check this out. We got two flavors. Peanut oh butter goodness. and honey sandwich. Oh man. Yes. This was I my this was my idea. I be able to get that here, so you probably just going to send me a box of that. Well, I'm glad you asked. All you got to do is go to eatmishmash.com, Dad, and order some. Oh, but man. I will send you some. In order- I mean, that's oh, pretty no, I- cool, right? Ah, uh, hey. Of course, uh, I, that don't look like you and Rhett, but I mean. Uh, this is our mascot, the Randler. 
Yeah. So yeah, he's kind, he's kind of like our Tony yeah. the Tiger. You know, you made it when you can release your own cereal. At least that's how I feel uh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they don't nothing surprise me with you two. Well, ain't no telling what else will uh, come out in the next little bit. So, are you? Yeah. Do you? Are you a cereal lover? I eat cereal at least once. Instead of fixing me an egg sandwich or something in the morning, some mornings I I fix me a bowl of cereal. So yes, I I do eat cereal, and then sometimes I'm gonna send you some. Instead, of, when when I get a uh, at night when you ain't supposed to eat a whole lot and get a hankering or something that don't fill you, I'll eat me a, a bowl of cereal then too. Yes, that's what I do, Dad. My favorite time yeah. to eat cereal is like. Eleven thirty to two thirty in the morning. <laughs> That's the best time well, to my, eat cereal. Mine's more like uh, eight thirty to ten thirty while I'm watching, maybe watching a ball game or something for him want a little something to eat and it's so kicks good. me up some cereal. All yeah. right, I want to see what you think yeah. of our cereal, so I'm gonna send you some of this. Okay, all right. Shut it down. Well, well, hey. We've talked about a lot of stuff today, and yeah, we did. You know, you know, a lot of it was fun, and then some of it was serious. But <clears throat> it was fun. It was fun. Good God, I can't talk no more. It was fun having all you Myrtle Beach here with us today. Hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. And Link, I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. That's right. A little bit before Thanksgiving. And don't forget to tune in next week for another mini dispatch. And please click those follow and subscribe buttons for us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you got a joke, question, or comment you'd like to share with me, email me at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com. So, we can't wait to spin your world around next time, and uh, we'll see what we can get into then. And it, it was good seeing you again, son, and I'll talk to you later. Yep. Love you. Love you, too.